I threw a rock at him. And? <laughs> well, it was a big rock. Hmm. <laughs> What's happening, everybody? Dave the Film Junkie here. What is going on? Welcome to Batman the Fanimated Stream. Pull up a pull up a seat to the poker table and tell us how you almost got him. We have been anxiously anticipating this episode. Uh, and of course, you know, well, without further ado, Scott McClellan, how you doing, sir? I'm doing just fine. You know, they're just, you know, we don't like to say that we play favorites, but let's be honest. There are just yeah. certain weeks that we're just like, yes. This is this episode. Yeah, it's we've been out. Yeah, and, and when looking, uh, you know, when we look at the list, uh, the production order list, and then you just see, you see it right there, and you see it getting closer and getting closer, and it's just, this is just one of those episodes that when you first watched it, it was fantastic because it just has so much to offer, and then just revisiting it, you know, after I haven't seen it in a bit, man, I tell you what, I got notes. We got notes. I know, and that's another thing. It's like, the, you know, it... it Episodes like this go one of two ways. Either it's like, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? Where we've got no notes because it's like, we know the freaking episode like the back <laughs> of our hand and like, yeah. who needs no stinking notes? And mm -hmm. then there's, uh, but then it goes the other way where it's like, all we want to do is take notes because there's just so much to talk so about. So much in here. So much in here. And the fact, I mean, this is like, this, this almost seems like an episode that could have, they could have easily maybe maybe made it a two-parter, but they fit it all in, and they fit it all in very well, to be honest. Because I was like, as it was going on, I'm like, man, the, the, with each individual story, it gave like just the right amount of time, I thought, for each each one. And then, of course, the wrap-up of the entire story. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it could have they could have very much just drew it out a little bit, but it was like, no, we're just going to go like, hey, there was like a certain type certain time when each one of these guys almost almost got batman and um we're just going to show that that pretty much just no, we're not going to hold anything back there's not going to be any kind of whatever we're just going to go see what happens and then there and then we'll on to the next one pretty much well i mean it, it's beautiful because this is a paul dini written episode yep and uh, you know the story behind it is that he was spitballing with alan burnett about okay. the idea of doing an episode that Batman doesn't appear, but Batman is talked about yeah. through the entire episode. And then that's sort of that he talked about how that transitioned to the idea of having like a villain's night out episode. Oh, I love that so much. I know. And, and then, of course, not only on top of that, oh, Omari, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. And then on top of that, not only do you have Paul Dini writing the script, you get Eric Radomski directing the episode. And go ahead. And, and I mean, you're talking about one of the two godfathers. I mean, yeah. it, it was, we've talked about this since the beginning. Like it was literally him and Bruce Tim mm -hmm. who got put together to baby. go, yeah. to go make this show happen. So to have the two of them being the creative forces behind this episode, I mean, it, it shows. It, shows. it, it definitely so shows. It definitely shows. And yeah, Mr. Daniels, yes, you're absolutely correct. Hello, Ryan. Let's go ahead and say hello, everybody. We got Pretty Fly for a Filipino guy. Good to see you too. We got Zed. Yep. And then we got Mr. Eric right here. Uh, uh, oops. Did I say it wrong? Yeah. You're, you're, the tweet The tweet had it wrong. It did. Oh, dude. So. <laughs> My bad. I was, like I said, I was rushing to get home and get the episode going because I was gone. Uh, for the night, so yeah, it was uh, one of those things. So my bad, my bad. How's it going, Cat? Hey, Cat. Then we got uh, Mr. Fear Jason as well, Captain Gator Girl. Everybody's here. Cool. Selena's here too. Cool. And so right off the bat too, like even just watch. I love how this episode starts. I mean, first off, you have that music, you know. Oh, you uh, the jazz score playing the jazz over score. the uh, over the title card, and what a great title card. I mean, because the title card even translates into the episode itself, because let's just talk about like the design of the setting of the poker game, yeah. because the only table you can actually see in detail is the villain's table. 
the villain's table. You got all this background, but it's all shadows. It's all, it's all like shadows, kind of silhouettes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's very expressionistic because if you look, the lights don't even connect to the ceiling. They just kind of <laughs> disappear. Like, yeah. like it didn't, it didn't matter. Yeah. You know, it, they, there was talk about how this also was very influenced. I mean, we, we've talked about before how they were very inspired by the Fleischer Superman cartoons. Mm-hmm. And they, they reference one particular episode where Superman walks into like this, this office of a gangster and it's just the gangster at a desk under a spotlight. <sighs> and there was nothing like, and there was no other background. And so they were kind of inspired by that to go, yeah, we don't have to have super detailed backgrounds. Like it no. can just be color and some shapes. And... Yeah, and it, and it gives it that. It gives it a tone. It gives it a it great does. aesthetic. It's so noiry, you know. And then you got the jazz music playing. And then what I particularly love is the fact that when it starts, you're just seeing the table. Yes. You're seeing shots of the table as each villain is talking. And kind of busting each other's chops and stuff like that, you know, like, uh, well, really busting each other's chops. But of course, they're talking about Batman. I love how Two-Face thinks that there's multiple Batmen and like Gordon has like a bunch of yeah, a whole SWAT team of Batman, just like, you know, or whatever, like that he has his disposal or something like that. But yeah, they're just all going through and just like talking about Batman. But you're not seeing the hands. Yeah, all the hands and stuff like that. Yeah. And and it's so cool that like the hands are how like they're like you can identify who's who's playing because of their hands. Mm -hmm. And of course, then there's also the the great little joke of, you know, we always talk about BS and P. We we actually haven't had to talk about BS and P in a while, you know, standards Mm -hmm. and, you know, broadcast yeah. standards and practices a bit, but yeah you gotta think about they're playing poker in a kid's cartoon it's like it's True. gambling it and is gambling yeah and once again they they got away with it they and, got away with it <laughs> but like it starts off with joker like shuffling cards and it's like mm-hmm. i want a nice clean game mm-hmm. yeah like it's gonna be a clean game joker are you kidding me uh oh. but yeah yeah, Two Face pouring half and half into yeah, I know. Yeah, I thought it was a Two Face or was it the uh, Penguin that did that? No, no, no. Well, oh, that, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's right. Half and half. Uh, half yeah. and half. Yeah. No, no, no. Penguin was pouring like tea. Tea. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's that. Sorry, that's what I was thinking. But yeah, half and half. Obvious joke right there. Yes. Um, and then of course, uh, uh, even Croc. And then of course, Croc thinks that he's a robot. That Batman's a robot, which is kind of funny. With because you know, there's a future episode. That, there's a future episode where yeah. um, we're going to be talking <laughs> about that. Yeah, which is funny. And then of course, you know, it, it, but it is kind of funny knowing that you know we know the little twist. And when you think of like the conversation that Croc, you know, stuff that Croc actually says, it is pretty funny. But um, and then of course, Miss Ivy joins in. And what's uh what's awesome about that? First off, she you know, basically um, kicks the chair from underneath Croc, which just kind of shows him up right there. But I love the back and forth because this is pretty much the first time we've actually seen Pam and, and Harvey kind of be face to face since they, you know, they had poison. yes. Yeah. So, and they kept the continuity. They kept the, you know, the bad blood right there because I mean, two faces, not really happy to see I, her. I, I that is one of my favorite interactions of the episode it's like yeah. one half of me wants to strangle you what about <laughs> the other half want to hit you with a run you over with a truck exactly we used to date we used to date, used oh. to date. <laughs> i know and then everybody's kind of like oh okay i mean it's a great moment you know because this is again this is the rogues gallery of batman and the fact that there's history between two of them and, you know, and the fact that they kept that history. And, yeah, I love the fact because <laughs> you're thinking like, oh, the other half, because it's like obviously like a two facing. But no, it's like both Harvey and, you know, and Big Bad Harv are just like, nah, we, we don't like we, we, we agree that we just don't like you at all, you know, for what you did. And you got to think production wise. Uh, and I've seen the photos because it, it, you got to think you have an episode that for the most part has batman joker penguin two-face poison ivy killer croc and you and, and they've even said and you can see the photos except for adrian barbeau as the voice of catwoman mm-hmm. they had everybody yeah. in the room at the same time recording these lines and it was like the one time ever in the history of the That's show awesome. That you had the entire rogues gallery, all the voice actors, 
at one time. And it's That's so amazing. cool to see the photos and go, yeah. wow, all yeah. those people at the same time. You could probably just Google those or something like that, right? Or Oh, absolutely. Or, oh, yeah. Yeah, you, okay. Yeah, you, yeah. But but it but there but they took I mean of course with a day like that they took the opportunity to snap you know cuz you got Paul Williams and and you know and Mark Hamill and it's everybody and it's just so like mind-blowing to to see all the actors together and it's and if you ever see that photo it's this episode. Okay. Now, yeah, we'll have to search for those. I, I kind of typed it in right now, but I didn't see anything pop up. It's just showing like shots from the actual episode. So I, I put in set photo, but yeah, it's not really a set. I guess you could say it'd be more like a studio thing. Or do you have It'd the be book like a book? behind the scenes yeah. shot or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. we could maybe fire it somewhere. But uh, but no, that's pretty awesome. I didn't even think about that or like consider that that they that they would all be in the same room like that. It makes sense, I guess. You're, if you're going to have an episode like this to have everybody in the same room, kind of bouncing off each other, as opposed to just record one, record the other in a uh, different day, that's pretty cool. I like that. Um, but then you know what's a cool thing too? Like when all this stuff has happened, I think when 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 Ivy and, and Two Face are going back and forth in the background, you could see Croc basically just like grab somebody else's chair. To like you know he like <laughs> yes. kind of throw somebody off the chair and just like it's just like a little detail that you see in the in the shadows as they're talking you could see croc like oh, well i need a chair so but even though it's funny because it is well it's not exactly croc but at the same time i don't know <laughs> it's just it's just it was like a nice little detail that i uh noticed when that was uh going on but uh, so then, of course, we get into the heart of the story of the the fact that who is the closest to getting him. Of course, Joker being Joker says, oh, yeah, I got the best story. But, you know, let's uh, let's hear your guys' story first. You know, I want to I want to hear what you guys have to say, because I already know that I have the best story. And then I love how he just says, since we, you know, usually we would have ladies first. But since there's not one at the table, I have you go first. I'm like, damn, Joker. Damn. <laughs> it's like that was a shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but but honestly, it, it's the Joker. Do we mm -hmm. do we expect anything less? Nope, not at all, not at all. And then, um, so when it, you know, what's really cool about this, and as we go along with each person's story, I mean, every every story is just right. I mean, it fits perfectly with each villain because you know it starts off with Ivy, and she's had, she's got this pumpkin patch. It takes place during Halloween, which is funny and and the fact that she was going to have like these pumpkins that if they're lit up they're going to release poison ivy gas so then of course you know um batman shows up to intervene and it's pretty interesting because first off uh when it comes to did you find it i think i found it yes found it up let's see let's see click 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 redirect. while you're doing that I, I have a story i have a behind the scenes story about this because originally it wasn't supposed to be halloween it was supposed oh. to be christmas and and what the, the it was going to be poison ivy destroying a Christmas tree farm, protesting the idea that, you know, they were chopping down trees for Christmas. Like that was the original idea. And this then the photo right here? Uh, let me uh, I mean, yeah, that's the photo right there. The photo all, right all there, the... all of them together. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And cool. so. But apparently standards and practices, once again, going back with the weird things that standards and practices would complain about, they didn't like the idea of destroying Christmas trees because <laughs> because the, the the vignette would have ended with all the Christmas trees burning down. Yeah, yeah. We don't want that because, I mean, you and I have a pretty explosive ending. So I like what they did with it. I mean, got the Halloween vibe. We got we got ivy in like a black you know black outfit this time i mean i know barefooted too barefoot, it's yeah. kind of like we, we've talked about poison ivy and the sex appeal and uh -huh. it's really and that actually came from the storyboard artist i think it was oh man I, I forgot his name slipped me it, it, it was a freelancer it was like the only thing he ever ended up doing for them on the show because he went off and did a lot of disney feature work but it was right. from his storyboard, the idea of putting Ivy in like a black bathing suit and having her barefooted yeah. for this outfit. And I and I thought it, it's always let's just say that it has the visual has always stuck with me when it comes to Ivy's design for the series. 
really i mean we talked about that with pretty you know pretty poison was like you know i mean 10 year old us i mean exactly. just, you know you, you, you know and then when it comes to this i mean i, I it, it just it added to it added something to i don't know to this whole this this her, her story talking about this being halloween and everything like that and then just how diabolical that that that, that what she was doing i mean to release all that and then it, what was kind of funny about this um part right here is the fact that of course she starts um having the gas explode out of the uh, the pumpkins and normally batman does have his gas mask on hand not this time he didn't have it in his belt he had to summon the batmobile to grab his gas mask yeah okay can i ask you something about that because yeah. it's this has been the one thing if i'm going to talk about a nitpick i have for this episode this has always been one of it i see you not. so obviously you had the same nitpick why is the batmobile so freaking quiet <laughs> yeah yeah it kind of changed that's very true. It just kind of comes in and it's like, yeah, it's not as loud as it normally is. I like the engine is yeah. way too quiet, especially yeah. after seeing especially after seeing the Batman. And, oh, I know, right? I watched and, it last night too, yeah. And it's just like, and maybe it's because like the, the afterburner doesn't fire on this Batmobile, yeah. but it just kind of sounds like it's like idling and yet yeah. it drives in and it just, it just. I noticed that too. It's just kind of like a. Dun, 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 dun. It was just like a. Yeah, like it's idling. Dun, 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 dun. And I'm like, I kind of went like, huh? Was that? Wait, why is that not louder? I thought maybe it was like maybe something with the, the fat, something messed up with the sound or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. It's it, very, very interesting. But I also uh, what I was also thinking too was the fact that you know, if you're gonna, if you're, if you're going to go visit and or take on poison ivy always have the gas mask on you batman i know always right? there's i mean that's her thing that's her shtick always have something protective around your lips too and it's and like if you got joker mask. scarecrow or poison <laughs> ivy always you have, have your flipping gas mask you have it on but luckily it didn't stop them from uh doing but it was like a pretty interesting when 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 the batmobile comes flying in and she's running from it and then she of course shimmies up like uh that center like thing i don't know what like a almost like a flagpole kind of thing or yeah. whatever the hell it is and then, you know it just takes it out and then of course she lands perfectly uh into the patch but yeah and then it just i mean it's a pretty intense sequence for being relatively short i mean it's a short sequence but man it it's short sequence yeah. i will also say that i tend to have the opinion that i feel like the sequences get more interesting as yes. the episode goes on very true and uh poison ivy also had a great line she says she's immune to poisons and the pain and suffering of others i was like man yeah. what a great line that was a great line that's i mean you could tell like they were like oh we have we have a line right here that's gonna be that's just gonna show how how villainy she is by just saying something like that to batman how she's immune to pain and suffering of others like wow we already knew that she was pretty you know you know she didn't she doesn't care about humans let's just She's say a little sociopathic yeah. yeah yeah big time but uh so that was her um uh almost got him uh um story and then we uh we move on to two-face and like i said just fitting with uh when it comes to each character uh of course two-face's uh story takes place at the gotham mint as it should right exactly with coins money you know Exactly. But I do love the fact that we get the origin of the giant penny that's yes. in the Batcave. Now, I was trying to remember. Now, we're on episode, what are we, episode 46 at this yeah, point? Yeah, 46, yeah. I, and I'm going to be honest. I, my memory was failing me. Have we seen the giant penny in the Batcave already? I think we have. I think I'd we say, have. I'm I just think... don't remember which episode it was, but I think there was a far shot that where we have actually seen the giant penny but it but then again who knows yeah because because yes. this is the origin like this is supposed yeah. to explain where the penny came from now this does have roots in the comics of course there has been a giant penny in the back yeah. cave in the comics but you can trace it back to i think the first time the giant penny appeared was in world's finest comics number 30 from nice. uh september 1947 like because cool. the, the whole idea of like in, in that comic there was like the penny plunderer and in Batman and Robin, in uh -huh. very sort of 66-esque form, like, of course, uh, attack him. And there's like the giant penny, a giant postage stamp and all that kind of yeah. stuff going on. In that. 
gotta love it. No, but yeah, we, we get that origin. He even says it at you know uh, after the story. It's like what happened to the penny. Like they, the the guy in here, like pretty much two face said he you know he got to keep it. He got to keep it. So it was like oh, there you go, the origin right there. But yes, uh, the the Gotham Mint, and um, we don't really we don't see. I mean, they like I said, they just get straight to the point. We don't see how you know Two Faces goons end up getting Batman. They just already got him. But uh, it's a you know it's an interesting moment because you know Batman lunges at Two Face, and you kind of just go okay, just lunge at him. But there was a reason why he lunged at him, which is pretty. I forgot that he actually does uh, he does that first little lunge before they strap him onto the penny because obviously you know how does how does Batman get off uh, the penny? He he steals Two Face's you know effed up coin, which of course is nice and sharp to uh, do that. And I yeah, thought I know, and I love the fact that he's like. Where, where's yeah. my coin? <laughs> oh no! Stay out! No, and then he just starts freaking out, just like launch it, go, go, go. But it's, it, but again, it's like when he's first. I mean, obviously, it's like all you got to do is just shoot him in the head, Harvey. But of course, <laughs> you got to do the, uh, you know, you have him strapped up, you, you know, just, just, just boom, and he's done. But of course, you got to. We have, uh, we have to have the theatrics right here. But I just love how he explains it. He says, you know, if it lands face down, it'll just be flattened out. But if it lands face up, it'll break every bone in your body. body. And I'm just going, kids, show. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, it's essentially like, yeah, it's either way. It's just it's not good for a human being. Yeah. However, however, mm. however, <laughs> it somehow bounces off the two goons later on and they're Thank fine. You. <laughs> yeah that was one of the those, those guys no the guys they're fine they're fine they're perfectly yeah, yeah fine. just like yeah i need i need to get that drop from from center they're fine they're fine because yeah as soon as batman gets gets out of it by cutting loose yeah two of the goons that are running and of course they went to you know they 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 running straight as opposed to just ah you know and separate they get flattened out by this big huge coin who knows we don't know i mean I, i'm just gonna assume that yep yeah, they're dead <laughs> They're dead. It's just, yeah. I mean, it was explained by Two Face that you know, no matter and how the this sound went, effect, the foley yes. on that is like boing. Yes, it's just like cheese. And then there's two other goons that Batman uh, ends up getting, you know, just by using a forklift because you know he's talented. He can drive a forklift and you utilize that as a weapon. Sure. Hey, we've absolutely. already seen that POV. He 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 drove a forklift into the side of a of a of a tanker in that episode. That's right. So oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah exactly exactly so so there you go and then uh and then uh you know of course two faces you know obviously gets kicked off the forklift before that happens into into a bunch of coins and then you know um that's how he almost got him so then we move over to of uh, course croc <laughs> which is just it's just kind of funny because i mean it's a funny everyone moment. knows that freaking line i mean seriously everyone yeah. knows that line talking about leading him to a quarry and this and then and then what happened i threw a rock at him and then just the look that i love that pan of all their faces the reaction shot yes. yes where it's just like what and then it's like well it's a big rock you know it's just like but then it's oh. really funny to realize it's batman yeah really playing like like Batman he knows his villain he knows his villains too i mean when it when it comes to bruce taking on an identity of somebody else that we've seen i mean we're just gonna chalk it up to you know with you know suspend the disbelief of course but at the same time it's batman really just knowing like okay i really gotta in you know embody this person that i'm going to be portraying to you know to 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 investigate or go undercover with and you know when it came to croc he i mean of course he freaking nailed it he freaking well, nailed no, it actually i would disagree with that i would okay. say let's because go back to vendetta mm -hmm. croc came up with a very dastardly well thought out scheme to get spider and True. and to and to frame bullock so, yeah i didn't think about that so no croc is no dummy but mm. But I can yeah. imagine Batman playing it up because by playing it up, what do all the other villains do? They ignore him. Yeah, the entire time it makes uh, him, it makes him them not pay attention to him. Okay, okay, yeah, I like that better. Forget what I said. That's actually better because yeah, you're right because obviously he's not going to like go in into this in depth story because then they're all eyes are going to be on Croc. 
And, you know, there could be something, I mean, obviously he's all done up, but maybe somebody would be like, wait a minute, there's something weird about you. So yeah, you're right. I like that. And then like the whole time they're just like, they almost don't want Croc to be there. I mean, look what Pam did when she showed up, she kicked him out of his chair. You know, he slammed his face into the, you know, into the table. And then even when Penguin starts talking and of course, Penguin being the educated man that he is, is using a lot of big words where even Joker says like, Hey, so, you know, well, cool it with the big words for Croc's sake, you know, kind of thing where it's like, Hey, we got dumb, dumb over here. So stop it. So yeah, that is actually okay. Uh, yeah. I like that much better because I forgot that. Yeah. Croc is not the um, the big dummy that he's that Batman's trying to portray him because I did forget how intricate that that uh, plan was when it came to uh, Vendetta. So, cheers to that. I like. Oh it. yeah, and, and you got to remember the whole reason Batman's there. It, what you later discover is like he needs he needs Joker to fess up. Like oh, yeah. that's the whole that's the whole point. The whole so. point. Yeah. Yeah, because we got to find out where Catwoman is, and so then of course uh, now we get to Penguin. We get the penguin story right here, which, of course, naturally is going to take place at the Gotham Zoo. And uh, thank you, Mr. Uh, Pretty Fly for Filipino guy for the five dollar super chat. Uh, Batman almost slipped with his robot theory. Oh, him. Hardak. Oh, yeah. We well, we kind of talked about that a little bit. But um, <laughs> but I love it because we haven't technically had his Silicon soul yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We haven't gotten to that episode at this point yet. It's coming up, but we haven't quite gotten to there yet or got to there yet. Uh, so then um. Yeah, we get uh, we get to the Gotham Zoo, and of course, Penguin and is breaking. Aviary of Doom, and everybody was like, "Huh?" <laughs> you know. And then, of course, he's like, "Hey, what? We got it. What's up with you guys? You don't like the dramatics of all this stuff? Like, you come have on, no poetry in your soul." Yes. Oh, I love it. And that's just that's what I love. Uh, again, this was so great about this episode to see how distinct these uh, these characters can be. And uh, we got to think about this episode. And, and, and Paul Dini and Aaron Radomski and, Paul, and, right. and Bruce Tim talked about it. You want to talk about an episode because you've got all the major villains, basically, and yeah. Batman. Like, if you want, like, if there's an episode that you want to explain to someone, this is Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Like, this episode 100%. basically gives you everybody. It gives you, you everybody. It it almost gives you everybody. It's like, oh no, here's our version of Joker. Here's our version of Two Face. Here's our version of Penguin. Here's our voice of Poison Ivy. Here's our Batman. It's like it really is the perfect episode to be like, here's the here's the buffet of twenty two minutes. Yeah, this, if, this is Batman the Animated Series. If, if no one has seen the the series and they're like, hey, I'm not sure if I should do it. I mean, yeah, it's like, all right, well, before you go in order, if you need to really get um, hook like. If, if I'm going to hook you onto this episode, I would prefer this episode because it just shows everything. And it's not like, yeah, there's some continuity that that maybe they won't recognize, of course, with Two-Face and Pam. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, this is the episode that if somebody was going, I don't know if I want to get into it yet. It's like, well, here's what it has to offer all wrapped up in this in 22 minutes right here for you. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, they, yeah. And as we talk about, and this is Spectrum. Like, this is yes. like, good this animation. Is, this is the animation. <laughs> Yeah, of course, they were going to use the great animation with this one. But uh, so well, when it comes to, uh, you know, obviously, it's like <laughs> it's the Avery of Dune. And then he goes and then when he starts talking, he's all when I'm at my big birdhouse. And then, of course, he dumped it down to big birdhouse, which is funny. I love that. Hey, we got Mr. Ray Porter right here. Hey, Ray. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Good to see you. Uh, I know he was on Enosh's stream the uh, the other night uh, rocking some pretty awesome um facial hair i will say i saw that it was pretty cool but um i know he's doing that for a project but thank you ray appreciate it hope to get you back on to the vodka stream soon and we'll have a we'll have a conversation soon man but we and then get, of course we, get, we, get, we kill her uh hey mama it was my yeah. mom's birthday today by the way oh hey happy birthday to miss uh yeah to scott's mom yeah um but i love it because in there's every of doom we get killer hummingbirds yes and a big bird thing that is an actual like bird, like Paul Dini did his research, like that bird. Yeah. What was that bird called? I was going to ask. I, I, I yeah. didn't even, I needed to turn on the closed captions. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. It's like an ostrich almost uh, in a way. But, it's a real, but it is a real thing. Like a it's, real an, bird. it's an actual bird. Yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, at first uh, we get these little hummingbirds, which, you know, hummingbirds always were freaky to me. I don't know about you. Really? <laughs> I always thought hummingbirds were cool. They're cool, but they're always kind of like, 
I don't know. I think it's just because the wings and maybe because, you know, I'm not a big fan of like, you know, just, you know, that whole thing. Maybe as a kid, it just kind of freaked me out a little bit when it came to that stuff. I mean, when you watch like a, a slow motion hummingbird, like that whole thing, when you actually see the wings going, that's actually that's so majestic and awesome. But yeah, there's just something it's it's just such an interesting bird species because it's just because how fast their wings are going. And, you know, to be honest, penguin using them as, you know, hey, let me uh put some poison tips on them. That'd be pretty freaky, you know. Yeah, for Batman. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like it, it, it's almost like Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and I love how Batman's just he's just like uh, he's just doing this like the whole time, like. Uh, and then of course he sees the sprinkler system and just throws a battering at it to just kind of wipe them out. And uh, and then of course the, this big bird ostrich, whatever the hell it is, we'll call it Big Bird right now, just comes uh comes out and it's just it's I mean it's like. Birds are scary, man. I mean, they can be. I mean, they're pretty freaky, and they're not. When it when it when it comes to birds, sometimes I mean, let's just thankfully that they're not this big in real life, because God knows, you oh, know, man. we've all uh, seen the birds. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> we got blood. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was like, oh, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Batman gets a talon to the to the to the gauntlet, man, and I was like, oh, look at Ooh. that. Get a little scrape right there. And then uh, as smart as he is, he ends up using one of the hummingbirds to stab it right in the foot to give it a little bit of a, a poison right there. So, yeah, I mean, again, it's like it's funny how now we have two. Well, yeah, we have basically now we have two face and penguin. Basically, uh, Batman utilized pretty much something that they had that he utilized to get out of the situation, which is kind of funny, you know? And I, you know, I mean, even going back to the Two-Face thing, I mean, we always talk about how like he's so, you know, his freaking coin is always, that's just part of him. And that was used to, you know, get out of that situation, you know? And we, even going back to Batman Forever, I love like it's, it's his Achilles heel, you know, or, you know, and that whole um, getting into it with that. And, uh, you know, that's, some, that's always something that when it came to Two-Face um, that maybe that, when it comes to the Batman, I'm kind of wondering if Matt Reeves, when he approaches that character, I wonder how much we're going to get when it comes to like the, you know, the coin side of it, I guess you could say. Absolutely. I, yeah. I will have to say we get another one of those classic Batman, the animated series explosions at oh, yeah. the end when he gets out of the aviary. <laughs> but I, I have to admit though, um, he, you're always supposed to blow the bloody doors off. Like, <laughs> did that explosion feel just a little overkill? Just it did. It was almost like they just were like, you know what? We have to have some, we have to have more explosions in here. So he's just going to blow the doors off as opposed to just, you know, using like a little, maybe a little tiny little something or whatever the hell. Like no, a little C4 no. to just like yeah. hinge. You know, no, like, no, no, no. Because it's going to look cool when you start, when you, when you see a silhouette coming out of the, you know, out of the flames. And then you got the, all the, and you got all the smoke billowing into the yes. sky as like penguins like flying like away. Helicoptering away. Yeah. Oh man. So then we got, so there's penguins almost got them story right there. And then of course uh, we got Joker and in true Joker fashion, it's not like it, it, uh, it's got to be on live TV, right? It's, he literally pulls out a TV and goes, I don't have to tell you. I can actually show you. Show you. you. Exactly. Yeah, and it's, right. of course, it's a black and white television set yes. that <laughs> apparently is not plugged into anything. Anything? Yeah. No, exactly. Uh, but well, battery you know, operated. Battery operated. Okay. I can go with that. <laughs> uh, but I got to tell you, dude, seriously, what's up with Joker and talk shows? Yeah. He, I, he wants the attention. Oh, I yeah. Mean, but I, you're talking about all around, huh? Well, I'm, I'm thinking about it because it's like you get the, of course, you get the David Letterman spoof in Dark Knight Returns, which is yep. freaky as hell. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you think about, you know, the almost the climax Joaquin. of Joaquin Phoenix's yeah. Joker movie. Joaquin, it's like, yeah. dude, just stay, if you're in Gotham, just stay. But I mean, but, talk shows. but at the same time, I mean, that's just that's what he, I mean, that's who he is. He wants to be he wants to put on a show. I mean, and I also love it, too. Like, um, just like the, the mannerisms of what's happening, like when he's on live TV and he's like kicked back in the seat and he's er, and then he's shuffling the cards and then he just shuffles them behind him and it just. <laughs> like, oh, I love just, that. Yes. Yeah, there's just something as as he's just talking like it does. It's no effect or anything like that. It's just he's just talking as he's shuffling and then he just flips them all behind him and then he just explode. And it's just one of those moments where I just love when it comes to just really it's subtle. Just it's like subtle comedy. 
It is, and it's also just so, and it's and it's totally lost on a certain generation. But it's so Johnny oh, yeah. Carson. So like Johnny that Carson. is, yeah. it's, that's Johnny Carson in the Tonight Show, and I mean, uh-huh. I just, I just love it. I mean, even the way that you know he comes out of the curtain, you know, and, oh, yeah. and, and, the, and you know, you've got Harley that's like the band leader, or actually, <laughs> Harley would have been more like Ed McMahon, you know, yeah. for Johnny Carson. It's just, mm-hmm. it's so classic, and and yeah. I also this whole seg, this whole segment is in black and white and it really shows me how dude i could really be down for a a batman animated series that's like just entirely in black and white i totally would be too i feel you on that one yeah it would and it would completely work it would completely work um you know maybe i don't maybe down the line they'll be like relief release a whole noir version but that seems like that'd be a lot of work i mean i've been thinking about that too i mean uh when it comes even the batman i mean wouldn't that be cool to get a noir version of that movie? I don't know if Matt Reeves has talked about. No, he probably hasn't said anything about it. But man, because no. I saw some people doing, you know, taking some screenshots and making them. I mean, obviously, it takes a lot more than just putting a grayscale on over the filter. I mean, there, there's there's a whole thing when it comes to the changing the color palette to full on uh, black and white to make sure everything looks good. But man, God, and when I was watching it last night, I went, man, I can just imagine like how this would look uh for like a black and white version ah a noir version it would be great and then of course batman is strapped up to an electric chair i mean yeah i mean let's face it some things do get a little batman 66 ish esque in here you know uh you know that's actually kind of dark for like that's what i'm saying though is like it does get to like will the dark will the cape crusader get you know out of the situation kind of thing where it's like you could just shoot him in the head but it's like you have first he was strapped to a big huge penny that would literally crush him no matter which side it would be on you'd either just just get crushed or all the bones would break in his body and now you have him strapped to an electric chair that builds up more and more as the laughs come on <laughs> it's like that you ain't gonna see that kind of stuff in 66 no you're gonna see you know stuff that he has to get out of but i mean this is like truly life or death kind of situation yeah. here and of course, stands and practices had it's what they were more concerned with making sure that the audience didn't sound like they were being tortured yeah. by the laughing and the laughing gas. <laughs> and they also had to make sure that the sound mix for the uh, for the electric chair wasn't uh, like it was amazing. They didn't have a problem with the imagery of yeah. Batman strapped to an electric chair. <laughs> But let's just make sure it doesn't sound like it's painful as you're being electrocuted. Yeah, no. (laughs) God, that must have been that must have been like just so difficult to do with something, especially with this episode right here. Like, you know, to try to figure out ways around all this stuff and cut little corners and everything and just change, tweak little sound effects and everything. I mean, that must have been a, it probably was a little stressful, but it must have been a fun little challenge to like get away with You just get the sense that they just like, how can we screw with standards and practices this yeah. episode? Exactly. And then, and, oh man. I and man. I love I love Joker holding up a hot dog like he's yeah. roasting a <laughs> Of course. And then what happens? The holding up the hot dog with that fork ends up landing on Batman's lap, which he uses to pick the lock. And it's like, yeah, you guys are just handing him the tools. You really are. You're at messing up. But yeah, going back to, you know, obviously the whole studio and the audience is being held captive. And then of course he starts pumping laughing gas into into uh into the room just to just to make matters worse but i mean yeah it's pretty diabolical i mean every one of these stories are pretty diabolical when it comes to trying to get batman but yeah what are they laughing at they're literally they're literally laughing at harley reading the phone book now is there any significant to those names that she read off i'm wondering not not that i not that i picked up on like like nothing stood out to me and nothing has been mentioned. I, if okay. I if I went back and paid even closer attention at that point in the story, I'm just watching the episode. Like I'm yeah. just like I'm just I just kind of thought like, well, maybe those names mean somebody or something like that, possibly. But yeah, you know, maybe we'll research that later. But yeah, and then of course, um, yeah. So she's just reading off names in the phone book, and uh, yeah, I'm with the note. Names probably mean something. But that's all I put right there. But uh, and then of course now we have Catwoman that comes in and intervenes uh, with this whole situation, which was like, oh yeah, I told I was like, oh yeah, Catwoman's in this episode. Oh, Some reason Catwoman just, was in this. Episode? I just they just blanked on me because I was like, all right, I um. When I was uh, um, rewatching, I'm like, oh, yeah, we got the, all the stories. And I was like, oh, yeah, for some reason, I just blanked out that, of course, yeah, Catwoman is also part of this episode. This is where the climax ends up coming in. I was like, yeah, I felt 
again, long weekend <laughs> happens. Oh mm. man. Um, I, I love it because, you know, she, she uses, uh, har, you know, hardly ends up using like that giant gun with the streamers to capture Catwoman. Oh yeah. With the punching, with the punching a, a boxing glove on it. Right. Uh, no, this one is in the boxing glove. This is the one that oh. like shoots the streamers that like, oh, wrap, yeah. like wraps right. around. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's right. Yes. That was an actual thing. Really? Eric Radomski brought that back as a gift for Bruce Tim from one of his trips to Japan to visit the animation studios. No and, shit. And he brought it back and gave it like Bruce Tim still has it. Oh, and wow. So Paul Dini saw it and thought it was so cool because like the thing would actually load like a real cap. And it would shoot streamers, and it was this big-ass gun. So ah. Paul Dini ended up writing it into the script, and that just became Harley's gun because they also featured it in the Mad Love comic for the tie-in book before they adapted wow. it into an episode. Oh, wow. That's pretty <laughs> – that is interesting. That's a real thing. Wow. That is crazy. Um, so obviously, yeah, we get all that, and then um, – she gets captured, and then, um, and then of course we get back to the game, and this is where, you know, this is the clip. Obviously, I wanted to use, I wanted to do the clip of the big reveal of uh, Batman because it's just, I just love, you know, especially you know, going back to the lighting and going back to the uh, the light that just like is obviously like moving, and then we get the shadow silhouette oh, of Batman. By the way, and that that was a storyboard by a brand new storyboard artist they hired. Who Ooh. animation people will, will later know the name, but his name is Glenn Mirakami, who mm. later became a staple and was also the showrunner of the original Teen Titans cartoon. Nice. But, so he went on to work on Superman and Justice League and Batman. Be- he was a big part of Batman Beyond and, and then Teen Titans, the original version before it became Teen Titans Go. That was his show. And nice. that moment that you just described was his first work as a storyboard artist. And yeah, we'll talk about, yeah, we'll talk about coming in, you know, swinging hard. I mean, th- I mean, it hits hard. I mean, this is, that's just what, you know, it's easily one of the best moments of the whole entire episode right here. And by golly, speaking of aces. Ah, cheater. I can't believe it's luck. Oh, darn. Oh, darn. Oh, darn. <laughs> Still have their stacks of cash. Crockers. Smart. I mean, Joker was right that his story was probably the. It was the better one. It was the better. Yeah. So good. I don't think so. so. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the light. I love that. Just so good. (laughs) Oh, that. It makes no logical sense. I don't care. No. But it just looks so cool. cool. And then I love that shot, too. Risking everything for your kitty, Batman. (laughs) You're not getting out of this one. Maybe. And then this. I know. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I don't yeah. think it was Robocop going, ooh, guns, yeah. guns, guns. <laughs> and Gordon Bullock right there and everything in that shot. But so I'm good. not bad with traps myself. Yeah. Take a but, bow, Batman. Take I'm a bow. Say, that's like mic drop. Peace yeah. out. Jeez. Thank you, Gotham City. Oh, man, so good. But then, of course, yeah, we get to the, uh, um, the cat food place where, you know, of course, She's strapped up to a conveyor belt, which, of course, she's going to be turning the cat food. But Batman makes it in time. And I love it, too, where it's like, you know, because he shows up and, um, you know, uh, let's see. Oh, first off, I like what I, I like what Harley says to uh, Catwoman. She's I had a kitty once. They don't always land on their feet. I'm like, what happened to this cat? cat? <laughs> Wait oh. a minute. Oh, this, uh, something tells me she had a cat and it's yeah, it didn't last no of course not it's harley <laughs> yeah i'm like oh man that's just something just deranged about that line that's just so subtle subtle but man whoo but then, but then i also love that you know batman saves catwoman and then and totally just like 
Dex Harley at the end. Oh, like, dude. <laughs> I even put that too. I was like, he's smack. Like, I mean, geez, totally does. I was like, wow, good on you. Like, she i mean i guess she deserved it and then it's just kind of funny it was like well what are you gonna do now and then he just reaches over and just pulls the door open to a main uh, power switch and just that's it and she's like oh (laughs) she's like damn it (laughs) yeah you didn't really quite think about that did you there hmm not as smart as joker apparently no but then i also love how you know it, it, the episode ends with Batman and Catwoman on yeah. a rooftop, the moon behind them. She's being all Catwoman yes. sexy. Yeah. And, it, and then he leaves, and I love it how she just goes, almost got him. And I'm like, yeah. yeah I, perfect I'm way. It was a perfect way. It was a cherry on top for this episode. Yes. Because, because obviously we're seeing everybody else saying they're almost got him. Her Catwoman's almost got him is the fact that she was basically confessing like, hey, I really hope we can get to a point where we don't have to be in this dreadful city anymore and we don't have to wear masks anymore. I want we could just be ourselves, be with each other. And, you know, Batman kind of goes, yeah. You know, but then he just kind of, you know, after the cops show up and she gets distracted and he just swings off, you know, because Batman has commitment issues. That's pretty much what it's in. You <laughs> know, he does. He does. Yeah, he does. He does. He really does. Yeah, 100% does. But yeah, it's it's just it's just a great little cherry on top of this episode. Um, the fact that she was like, yeah, almost got him in, you know, a completely different way than the others. Almost got him. So just such yeah. a great fucking episode, man. Such a great uh, episode. Yeah, and, and as I mentioned last week, I, I can't let it by without saying that it is this episode, while Paul Dini doesn't credit it, I did read somewhere, and I can see the inspiration, that from 1977, uh, Batman number 291 through 294, there was a four-issue miniseries called The Night That Batman Was Killed, mm. and it, it it, it's completely different. The stories are different. I mean, it's even like Catwoman, Riddler, Lex Luthor, and Joker. You know, and each issue is like their testimony. But mm. there is uh, Rachel Ghoul's the judge, and it's like <laughs> it, it, it's 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 not good. It, I read it. It's it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, it's not it good. Yeah. But it is interesting that you know it's everyone telling a story where they think that they killed Batman and Two Face is the prosecutor. But then the twist ends up being Batman's been the one disguised as Two-Face the entire nah, time. So, no so like, if you've seen Almost Got Him and then you read these four issues, even though I've never read anywhere where Paul Dini says, oh, yeah, based on these issues, but, it's it, but like, you can kind of see the premise kind of baked in there. Baked it's in like, there, yeah. So yeah, it, it makes it was, me... kind of cool. Yeah, that is kind of cool. I mean, I don't... I mean, I know like sometimes they uh, reference like what, you know, some of the source material is. I wonder if they'll ever like go into like a deep dive. And I, I'm but I'm also wondering when it comes to the new the uh, the new Batman animated series, like how much are they going to be taken from, you know, certain stories as well? And um, yeah, especially yeah, like the old like those old yeah. Kane, Bill Finger stories yeah. from back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting what happens. But yeah, when it comes to this episode, it's just if you need if if somebody has not watched Batman, the animated series, I mean, it's not I mean, this is one like, hey, you want to see what this series is like? I mean, there you go. Just tell them to watch this one. I mean, it's not not like you have to see everything else. I mean, yeah, you can go back and see, you know, of course, the Two-Face origin and, 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 and all the other ones. But this one just has everything that you'd want. It, has, it just has everybody. It yeah. pretty much just has everybody. I mean, there's a few like, you know, Gordon and Bullock make it like a, a cameo. Robin's not yeah. the episode, but like you got the rogues gallery and, yeah. and you and you almost never get an episode that has like everybody exactly. and, and, it, and it focuses on them. So I, I love it how it just if you want these interpretations of these villains, like this is, this, the is this is your episode. Yeah. And even though, like you said, Bullock and and and. And uh, Gordon make an appearance, which it's such a cool shot because, you know, they're pointing guns and it's dark and it's like just the way the animation looks, looks really cool. And there is, you know, Joker does ask when he's strapped to the electric chair, how's Robin? And then he just, I just love how Batman doesn't even react to it. He just looks, he's just looking straight like, screw you, dude. (laughs) In my, in my head, I'm figuring out how to get out of my situation, you know? So there is reference at least. So, but yeah, such a great episode. What do we got next week? We have Birds of a Feather. 
Birds of a feather. So we're uh, penguin episode. Yes, it's a penguin yes. episode, and it's also our introduction to Veronica Vreeland. Who's she again? I'm she like... is she is one of those uh, bitchy little socialites that <laughs> will. Uh, yeah, she actually becomes a reoccurring character in the series. Like when you need mm-hmm. when you need a bitchy little socialite, She's Veronica there. Vreeland kind of becomes your uh, person. Uh, she makes a. I will say this later on. She makes a bigger splash in Harley's Holiday. Harley's Holiday. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about now because, like, yeah, I know, I recognize the when you said the name. It's how, yeah, again, just once once the episode starts, I'm be like, oh yeah, this 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 character. And I can already tell that that's what's going to be happening next week. So make sure you guys watch that. Uh, Veronica got kidnapped by Harley. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. That's what Jose just said that she gets kidnapped by Harley. Yes, she does. Yes. Yeah, yes, that's, that's it's, it's, and, and Harley. I holiday. love Harley's holiday. It's yeah, a great. It's a great yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so make sure you guys uh, check that one out. That's what we'll be discussing next week. Uh, we appreciate you guys spending some time with us talking about one of the great, easily top five episode uh, episodes of Batman the Animated Series. Almost got him, and we didn't throw any rocks today, so we're good. We didn't throw any rocks, but I'll uh, go ahead and. What? Oh yeah, we did use to date. Yeah, we weren't, we weren't supposed to say that, Scott. How dare you? Anyways, go ahead and uh, you know send off. Well, of course, you can find me on Twitter at scottdc27. You can find my podcast, the DC Squadcast, where a podcast can be found. Which tonight in your streams, if you subscribe to our podcast, we dropped our very first episode of our new The Batman Scene by Scene, where we discuss Scene One, which is the Riddler surveillance of the mayor as Ava Maria plays. So you can go and find that. You can also find us on Vero, Facebook, and YouTube with the entire neck of shows at squadcastmedia.com. There you go. Make sure you guys smash that like thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Notification bell on. If you want to become a member, become a member and uh, that, you know, to help out the pirate ship, or you can join the Patreon as well. And you can get yourself a shirt, a Batman, the animated shirt down below in the film junkie closet. If you so please. All right, guys, we'll see you guys next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Talk to you later. <laughs>